I'm meeting Boba. Welcome back to the Well Podcast. Episode two. The second one ever. Yeah. We got some cool stuff planned for the future as well. I'm going to finish chewing. Yep. Uh, this episode is mainly going to be about self-image, right? <sighs> yeah. Um, the topic for today is mainly self-image and um, identity because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like those two topics kind of go hand in hand. Yep. Uh, I want to start first by asking, um, I don't know, in your head, Anthony, what is what is your image of yourself? Or even diving deeper, what is your ideal image of yourself? Oh, man, I don't know. Like, my ideal image of myself. I don't know. Like, I've, I've always been pretty good with, like, all that stuff. Um, I mean, sometimes I'm a little uh, self-conscious about little things. But, um, I mean, for the most part, I mean, I've, I feel like I'm, I've already am the person I am, you know? I don't know. So you that's a really hard. You are? Uh, yeah, it's a weird way of answering it, but I don't know. It's a, it's a definitely an interesting uh, question, you know, one that makes you think. I wasn't prepared for it, to be honest with you. I know. I didn't I didn't give you any no any prep of any sort exactly. before going into that. But <clears throat> this is real life, and real life doesn't give you prep time, so... Nope. Boom. Um, How about you? What? Me what? Same question. I feel like I need to get like a like a piece of plywood and put it under this couch. I'm not trying to dodge the question. Um, no, I think it's kind of weird because sometimes I personally like I don't know. I feel like a lot of us and. Um, this might resonate with somebody who's listening right now, but I feel like for the most part, um, my image or who I see myself as or who I am, um, my interests and, and things of that nature, like my personality, my behavior, even my accents, um, sometimes can change depending on who I'm around. Um, like sometimes I, I kind of feel like a chameleon sometimes it's weird. Like I feel like to avoid friction, I guess my ideal image of myself is just someone who makes everyone happy. Someone who makes people happy. Someone who, um, people enjoy spending their time with Yeah. someone who is, um, widely welcomed and received. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course, you know, like handsome and, you know, kind of like a shoot. I don't know. I don't know. I definitely want to be, you know, want my image to be like, you know, at least somewhat attractive and, and talented, um, because those are things that I work hard at, you know, yeah. um, like, uh, music and uh, my physical appearance is just stuff that I put a lot of time into. So I think, um, I guess my ideal image of me is just, I guess 
I don't want to say hardworking because that's a weird connotation, but like, I'm like struggling to find the word. Um, kind of just, just someone who cares, someone who yeah. is mindful and not a mm-hmm. slob and not, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, that's kind of how I kind of view myself as well. And I mean, that's something I've always tried to live by is trying to be that positive person, try to be mm-hmm. that, you know light in someone's day i guess Mm -hmm. um and it's never like try to have the negative bring me down um yeah i don't know i'm just i I mean i'm also like a very completely transparent person you know Mm -hmm. like i don't i don't hide anything from anyone like the way that you guys see me at youth as well is like the way that i am you know Mm -hmm. i don't try to hide anything from anybody how is you at youth? Because maybe we have people that don't even attend here that are listening right now. Like, what, what, what is you? You know, I don't know, man. I just I look at myself as positive and just try to bring energy into the room. Mm-hmm. You know, and and um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Um, it's an interesting question. You know. Mm-hmm having like a little brain fart right now (laughs) but uh no like i try to um to remain like be positive and and not hide anything from anyone and that's kind of something i've always gone by and lived by um yeah i think it's really interesting um how like when we're confronted with these questions no matter who asks them, mm-hmm. um, typically it's it's unexpected. Yeah, and you know the first initial response that we both gave. I just realized this is you, you know I don't I don't know like <laughs> that's yeah. really interesting to me because I think I mean even to start off we haven't, we haven't even dove into scripture yet. This is crazy. Um, we will. I promise. I don't want anyone being like, oh, they don't teach from the Bible. Heretics. Um, But it's interesting to me that we don't have a concrete um, answer. Yeah, a concrete answer for who we already are. For how we would describe ourselves, And we... And the other, the second half of the question, I didn't even realize like how I set that up was, you know, saying like, what's the ideal you? Mm-hmm. Cause I think we have a lot of things that we want to be. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a lot of times where we mm-hmm. have a really hard time saying who we actually are Yeah. and who our identity is within ourselves and being mm-hmm. firm and confident in that. And I think that's, um, definitely a huge factor that especially with people in our age group in um like the student age group the high school middle school age group because you know every everybody's identity and everybody's worth and everybody's um perspective of who they are you know especially um you know growing up in adolescence in the teenage years it comes from what your peers think of you. It mm-hmm. comes from what others think of you, your friends, your uh, crushes, your parents, your teachers, your coaches. Yeah. And, you know, if 
I mean, this is kind of something that that I'm kind of learning um, is, you know, when people say, you know, when people tell you, hey, you're, you know, for example, you're fat, you're mm -hmm. fat, you're fat, you're fat, you're fat, you're fat, you're fat. Um, no matter how hard you try to fight that, eventually you're going to end up believing it and then you're going to start telling it to yourself. Yeah. And it's really tough because you could, there's a lot of people that I know that are not fat at mm -hmm. all, but they have this idea that they've, that they are, that they've gotten from other people in their lives that have, um, mentally and emotionally like tortured and manipulated them mm -hmm. into, and gaslighted them, yeah. you know, into believing a falsehood like that. Oh yeah. Um, I think, especially in today's society with like Instagram, Instagram models, um, you know, people posting their vacations on, on social media being crying out loud, the Tinder culture, you know, <laughs> yeah, like people just like looking through, you know, swiping right and left on pictures of of people that are, you know, out of their league. And, you know, it's just like the world, the culture does not tell us everything that we are. Mm -hmm. The culture tells us everything that we're not. I also feel like in today's age too, it's so easy to fake like who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a big thing. I mean, you could put on this whole image and, and mask and say, Hey, look at me, you know, but be completely suffering on the inside, mm -hmm. you know? And that's a, that's a huge thing. And I think that's a lot of like a, a thing that a lot of people struggle with, you know, that's like, an, that's part of like our everyday lives now, you yeah. know, is like, how do I get likes? How do I get people to like me? Like, how can I produce content that makes people want me mm -hmm. and, and desire me? And, it's funny how those those two like statements go together because you know a lot of people will fake their lives on social oh, yeah. media. And it we're all looking at mirrors, you know. Um going along with the statement I made, you know, the world tells you everything that you're not. Mm -hmm. The world, you know, you see an Instagram model, you know, on the beach or whatever and like it's like okay, for one you're not rich enough to be at on that beach in like Fiji or whatever. Yeah. You're not skinny to get like 2 million likes on a photo. Mm -hmm. You're not, you know, for a guy, you know, seeing something like that, it's like, Oh, you are not even remotely attractive enough to be able to like be in the same, like, you know, a hundred feet of yeah. that, of that person. And it's like, but at the same time, like <laughs> that person could be on that beach posing for a photo and then like, you know, that could be their like nicest outfit or whatever. And then they go back to like, I don't know, they go back to like a studio apartment that is infested with rats and stuff like that. And like, you don't know, and they could be faking it, but they're trying so hard to get that ruse up for themselves mm -hmm. because... On the other end, 
everyone else is competing against them and the world yeah. is telling them, hey, you're not good enough unless you keep mm-hmm. putting this content out. And it's just kind of like a vicious cycle of just mess. <laughs> um, but with that question being said, where the world tells us what we're not, where do we find out who we are? And that is how I'm going to segue into scripture now. <laughs> yeah, see, I mean, the thing that keeps coming in my head is that that worship song. You know, it's like it says, "I am who you say I am." Mm-hmm. You know, like that's kind of goes right into what we're yeah going to be talking about. You know, I mean, even in in that song and, and another one for um, our youth students, the song that we've been kind of introducing to you guys that we're going to be introducing to the. Um, to the contemporary congregation soon uh, once quarantine is lifted is uh, this song that came out from uh, Mosaic Church mm-hmm. in Hollywood and it's called Fountain and the chorus just says I am good you say I'm good I am worthy wanted loved by you and it's just it's just powerful you know um, there's so much in scripture that where God shows us exactly what we're worth, exactly who we are, exactly what we mean to both him and to the world. Um, But we've let this screen kind of take over. Uh, John 1, um, verse 12 and 13. Um, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And like, I don't know, like, I feel like if you're in the church, you hear that all the time. Like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a child of God. You know, I mean, even that one like TikTok yeah. song, Big on, yeah, uh, I'm a child of God. Uh. Shout out to Lil Mayo. Um, you hear that and it's just kind of like. It's, it's just, it's just one of those Christianese terms, you know, that Mm -hmm. just kind of floats around in it. Once you hear it so many times, you kind of become desensitized to it. Exactly. It becomes so generic. Yeah. You know, but when you really think about what it really means and what you dive into it, like, I mean, think about it. Like, I mean, that's another question. What, what does a child of God mean to you? A child of God. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's that, was, just, that wasn't a rhetorical question. I want you to answer it. <laughs> I, well, it's I don't know. It's it's exactly what you you say it is. I mean, it's something that we hear so constantly, constantly. But when you really sit down and look at it and think about mm-hmm. it, it's huge. You know, and I feel like I mean, you could say that about so many things that we hear on an everyday basis. You know, but um, yeah, like I am a child of God, like that's that's huge you know and it's like we we just look back at at everything and it's like i'm a child of the guy who is the most significant thing like ever like who has created me who is you know made me in such a like complex way but cares mm-hmm. you know destroy the entire earth with water yeah with a giant flood and 
still cares enough to come down as a man, take on humanity, and then bear the sins of the world for all of time mm -hmm. in the most torturous form of death imaginable. And for what? For love. I think that's another thing. I think, um, gosh, I'm about to get really, really deep um, with this. Um, but there's a big phrase that a lot of people um, like toss around in, in our age group. And people, people always say, people always say that it's like, it's usually in contrasting to, um, men and women and just their mindsets. Right. And people will always say, um, women use sex to get love and men use love to get sex. And like, it's just such a weird understanding of what love is. And I think we're always, you know, as a, as a culture, as a society, as a people, we're always trying to find love, whether it is in sex, in validation on social media, mm -hmm. in anything in, you know, gosh, there's so many crazy, weird uh, ways where we just try to find some source of comfort. Yeah. Comfort or mm -hmm. like belonging. Yeah. And, but we are loved by, as you said, the creator of us, the creator of the universe, yeah. the most powerful being in the history of ever, you know, the great I am. And it's just, it's, it kind of makes, you know, when you get down to brass taxes, it's like, why, why am I doing the most to receive the least mm -hmm. when what I need is right in front of me? And it's just, it's just wild. Another uh, scripture from Romans chapter 15, uh, verse seven, therefore, Welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. And just, just there's, there's a word in there. The reason why I picked that out is there's a word in there um, that talks about a verb. It's a verb that um, Christ has done to us, again, that we didn't deserve it. Welcomed. Um, it's funny. We, that's another word that's like, you know you see it on doormats and signs and a bunch of uh, different things. And it's like, Oh yeah. Welcome. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, bienvenidos, you know, but being welcomed by a King, like imagine, imagine, imagine you go to England, right. And you just like roll up in, you know, your, thrashed white vans like a pair of like bargain brand Burlington Co factory skinny jeans and like a t-shirt you roll up to Buckingham Palace and the queen's like yeah come in like you're you can you can stop by anytime like you're absolutely welcome 
like Queen Elizabeth just like chilling. Oh, sorry. That's, I know Queen Elizabeth doesn't sound like that. It'd be more like, you know, I don't, I don't even want to disrespect the queen like that by imitating her, but you know what I mean? And like, just when you sit back and you think about how Jesus is just always there mm -hmm. welcoming you, it's just, it just kind of takes the wind right out of my lungs, you know? Mm. It's just awe-inspiring. I see you have some on your phone I, over there. I mean, that's always been on my phone. But um, you got you got some you got no, some fire. It. You gonna spit out? No, I mean it's just it's it's uh, Psalm one thirty nine. It says, uh, verse thirteen, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. I don't know. Um, I mean that kind of just goes bounces right off of what we were rambling on earlier and just talking about earlier. It's just like, you know, he, he made everyone unique in for a purpose, mm -hmm. you know? Sorry, I'm reading before I uh, read aloud. Um, yeah. Like, just when you think about just the intricacy of the concept of human life mm -hmm. of carbon based life forms in general um, it's clearly evident that there it was intentional, and human beings are masterfully crafted um I mean, even down to the axis of the earth, like everything that gives us life, mm -hmm. the reason for our life was thought out, planned and executed by someone of the highest intelligence and, um, purpose. Yeah. And so like, I think going back to the initial question of, you know, what do we see ourselves as? I feel like a lot of the time, I know I felt this, um, a lot is a lot of the time we feel like we are worthless mm -hmm. as people, um, that our failures define us that are, um, that our shortcomings are greater than our greatness. And just even thinking the fact that we exist, that we are alive, that we are here shows that we have purpose, that we have meaning, that we have, um, a reason, you know, we were intentional. Um, I mean, it's unfortunate, like a lot of, a lot of kids, um, growing up, like, you know, they'll hear, they'll hear the, the phrase and it's like, a, it's kind of thrown around as a joke, but like a lot of people will be like, like, yeah, I was a mistake. Mm -hmm. You know, people will say that a lot. I was a mistake. Um, 
and it's and it's kind of something you know that follows people throughout their whole lives and can affect them all the way into you know adulthood and marriage and yeah. you know so on and so forth at work and things like that and that's just that's no matter what the circumstances that were you know the circumstances of uh, your individual creation you are still intentional you are still you still matter to god um like there is just so much purpose in each and every one of us to god that like it's one of those things that you kind of need to really you need to think about in order to really like grasp it. Well, once you grasp it, it's like, shoot, you know? Yeah. Awkward silence. Yep. What you got? I don't know. Nothing, dude. Bro. I wasn't prepared for this. Bro. I'm going to be straight up honest with you. Bro. Okay, if you had one word to describe yourself, only one word to describe your image of yourself, what is one word that you would desc- you would say? Outgoing. Outgoing. What does that mean? That uh... dude, I'm I'm grilling you right now, dude. I'm getting the grill fired up. Tomorrow's my birthday, so I'm gonna make steaks tonight to yeah, celebrate yeah. with my parents. But I don't know, outgoing, I'm grilling. I mean, is I I just I mean, we talked about it earlier, just throwing our like myself out there, you know, remaining positive, uh, you know, going out of my way a lot, um, but also like seeking adventure and and doing all these like spontaneous things, you know, but remaining positive. Yeah. I would say, and this is, I would say a word that I would use to describe you is, is vibrant. Um, cause I don't know. It's weird. Maybe I'm just weird for saying this, but like, I feel like I see a lot of people in different colors and I've seen you in a lot mm-hmm. of uh, different colors. Um, like I've seen you sad, I've seen you happy, but like kind of what you're talking about with, you know, going on adventures and things like that. It's very colorful. And when you, you know, I've seen how you, how you love, uh, people and like, it's just, it's powerful and it's, um, uh, it's just, it's, it's really cool. Um, and like, it's weird. It sounds weird to say now that I'm like about to like actually say it out loud, but like your colors show vividly and it's, it's really neat. Mm. Um, and and that's one thing I feel like a lot of people, you know, we're in this self care culture and kind of like doing what we just did. Like, um, of course, you know, you need to have a good image of yourself on your own. You need to like think of yourself, like do not think poorly of yourself because Mm -hmm. you are worth so much. However, it's not a bad thing to receive and let, um, 
constructive words, building words and, um, affirmation come from others and to give it to other people. I think that's one of the best things, you know, because the fact of the matter is we do listen to other people's opinions of us, but, um, I try to think, you know, I love the phrase, um, be the change you want to see in the world. Mm -hmm. And I think the more that we build others up, Ooh, 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 no, Give me one me. sec. Stall, stall. My no, my last uh, my last winter camp I attended as a student was with um, the guest speaker. There was Chris Harrell, probably hands down one of my favorite pastors I've ever met in my life. Uh, he preaches at our city church down the hill mm-hmm. right now. Um, but he that weekend he did a whole sermon on be the change, mm-hmm. you know, and that was. I don't know, something that was kind of, like, impactful at the time. And, I mean, I remember buying a T-shirt with Martin Luther King on it that he was selling. This would be the change on it, you know. It's like the world, I mean, like, we, it's our job to make the world what we want it to make, you know, and and be, you know, like, be that, that stepping stone. You got it? I see you got the, the highlighted pulled up. Yeah. Do you still have that shirt? I lost it a long time ago while I was moving. Mm. Um, Tim still has his, though. You see Tim wearing his all the time. Um, Yeah, I lost that shirt a long time ago, Mm. and it upset me. Um, I used to have a bracelet, too, that said Mm. it. But the funny thing about that bracelet, I used to wear it every day, and then I lost it, but I lost it on the church mission trip in New Mexico while I was roofing. I have not seen the sense. So it's on some Bible camp in New Mexico right now. <laughs> on the roof at some Bible camp. So yeah, if you're maybe listening. Maybe on a roof or if, in the middle of the forest or something. If you were listening in NM, uh, please find Anthony's bracelet and send it back to 20700 Standing Rock Avenue. To all my uh, peeps at Broken Arrow Bubble Ranch right now. Yo. You know who you are. <laughs> um, that was just kind of a, like a real quick point. Um trying to get my my train of thought back uh i was saying like we need to we need to talk people and like when you see good in people tell Mm -hmm. them um in ephesians chapter 4 um verse 29 it says let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear and like like that, if there's anything that we could do with our words, um, it's, it's building up those that we love mm-hmm. even, even, I mean, love your neighbor, but I mean, like even, even those who are not close to us per yeah. se, you know, I was going to say those that we don't love. And then mm-hmm. that's why I said, love your neighbor, but even those that are not particularly close to us, you could still build them up. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it kind of goes off of like what we talked about on Sunday uh, is so Casey and I went on this adventure Sunday and went mm-hmm. out towards Joshua Tree to take some photos but like we I had got this, a speeding ticket yeah Casey got a speeding ticket it was bad but besides that I mean it was a good day but we we had this conversation and one thing for me like because I travel a lot and I do a lot of road trips is that some of the greatest relationships or stuff that has built me up 
has been from complete strangers that I've met on the road that I may never see again and may never talk to. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was a huge thing. Like we ran into this girl flying a drone out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But we had this nice, like, kind, just interaction, you know, and like that, I feel like that made the trip even more memorable, you know, like, or like I was on a road trip two years ago and I met two guys randomly at this abandoned water park that were just road tripping across the whole country. And like, they're some of my greatest friends still to this day. Like we just talked on Instagram and stuff like that. And I've only seen them once and I've only met them once. You know, and it's just those little interactions of just being kind could go so far. You know, like even you just telling the cashier or something like, hey, like, I hope you have a great day or something can mean the mm-hmm. world to them. You know. Yeah, it's crazy because, like, you don't know what people are going through. You mm-hmm. don't know people's stories. You don't know how much they're hurting. And... Like a little, a little, a little, um, a little kindness goes a long way and and adversely a little malice goes a long way too. Um, but diving back into the images of ourselves, um, one of the, another thing that God says, you know, kind of what we're talking about with the songs, um, God says that we are good. Mm -hmm. And it's and it's kind of funny. <laughs> the Calvinists are going to jump on my back right now, because <laughs> it's like, no, we're you know, original sin, and we're um, depraved, and you know, we're bad, and you know, whatever. Um, that not completely denouncing Calvinism, um, just making a joke. But God says that we are good. Um, Ephesians two verses eight, nine, and 10 says for grace, you have been saved through faith for by grace, you've been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should talk, that we should walk in them. And it's, and it's interesting because, um, I feel like I'm, gosh, I'm just, I'm doing a lot of hot takes right now. Um, I feel like so much in church culture, we do the most, you know, <laughs> like it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna do this big event and we're gonna do this big thing and we're gonna you know, I don't know. There's a lot of things that we do. There's a lot of, um, events that we have. There's a lot of, uh, yeah, I guess just the best way to say it. There's a lot of things that we do mm-hmm. and it's like, Oh wow. Like, look at this thing that I did. Um, well, that's not the point. The point is not the thing. The point is the goodness of God. God created us in goodness says that we are his workmanship and what, what did God say, you know, when he created the heavens and the earth and light and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. After he created everything, he looked at it and he said that it was good. Right. And 
when he creates us, he sees that we are good, that we have worth. And God, God would not like half bake something, you mm-hmm. know, like we're not just good. We are like, we're not our like perception of good. Like, hey, you're good. Like, you know, you, you take a dive mm-hmm. on like a skateboard or something, you know, yo, you all right, man? Yeah, I'm good. But like you have a big old like scrape on your knee or something yeah. like, well, you're not like half good. Like, like he created us to be good, good. And it's just, it's comforting because I'm the kind of, I'm, I'm the kind of person that beats myself up a lot. Um, I mean, you've seen it. Uh, like I'll just, you know, one bad thing will just kind of send me like, gosh, like I suck. I'm stupid. I'm worthless. I'm ugly. I'm fat. And then I just like, you know, before I know it, I have like a whole tub of, um, Ben and Jerry's chocolate fudge brownie ice cream. And I'm just like weeping into it. My mascara is running. It's a mess. <laughs> um, no, but cause it's so easy to lose sight of the fact, the simple, simple, simple reality that God says that we are good and we are created for good and we are meant for good. And it's beautiful because the story, the story doesn't end on the cross. The story ends with resurrection and rebirth and Jesus coming back again. And it gives me hope Mm -hmm. because even in our shortcomings, even in you know, times where our image of ourself is in the dumps, there's always a chance. There's always the reality of the resurrection of rebirth of something new and beautiful and the shadows and the dark lasting for only three days. And I don't know. That's like, if there's anything, like if somebody were to come up to me and ask me, why do you believe what you believe? I think that would probably be my answer is resurrection is something divinely beautiful and incredible and a miracle out of something horrible and awful. Yeah. Um, because that is literally the, foundation of Christianity. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything that got to add to that? No, I mean, you, you said it pretty good yourself. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, I agree. It's just like one of the most important days of history, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like you said before, and that being the building block on that, you know, the someone's, goodness someone's careness died for us Mm -hmm. so we could have eternal life you know it's 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 kind of mind-boggling to think you know it's just a lot to take in and i think it's something that we all kind of take for granted you know we just don't think about it too often but once you sit down and 
dissect it and look at it, you're like, this is insane. This is huge. <coughs> you know? It's like this guy came down to love and died for us. Yeah. And again, it's 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 a lot to ponder. It's a lot to think about. Um, also, can you do me a favor later uh, when you're editing this? Please, uh, like, do a zoom on my face or something. Okay. Um, when I choke on the boba, because that was gnarly. Gotcha. It just like I just like tried inhaling, and it was like <gasps> it was bad. Um, I got one more scripture uh, to read. And then I'll kind of, like, conclude. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, would you be cool with praying us out? Sure. Cool. So I'm going to read Romans chapter 15, verse 14. And this is just going along with the theme of God saying that we are good. I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers. And this is Paul writing to uh, the Gentiles. He says, or to the Romans, which they were... Anyway, I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge and able to instruct one another. You yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge and able to instruct one another. If you know the story of Paul, you know that Paul was, like, not a fun dude for a very long time. Um, <laughs> I, think I, I think I talked about Paul in the last podcast, too. I think, or was it, I don't know, it was at some point, and I said, Paul's a gangster. He killed people. That was, no, that was Elijah. That was Elijah? Yeah. Right? That's what we were talking about. Yes. Oh, that's true. Elijah was gangster, too, and he killed people. Anyway. Regardless, um, and then Paul writing the Romans, you are good. You are good and filled with all knowledge, able to instruct one another. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to kind of rip off, um, a sermon that I heard, um, two days ago, um, quoting pastor Irwin again, <laughs> what up E E M anyway. Um, he was he was talking about how he kind of gave a little bit of a historical background to uh, the the Jewish culture at the time, and they were very they wanted everything to be theirs. Mm -hmm. You know, they wanted the death and resurrection to be no. This is this is for the Jews. This is for the Jewish culture. We're God's chosen people. Um, and Paul's like, no, it's for everyone. They were like, no, it's for everyone. The disciples were like, no, it's for everyone. That's why Paul wrote to the Romans. You know, and, um, in that culture, that culture shock, Paul's saying, you are good. You Gentiles are good. Like, and it's just crazy just how well that message is received because again, this is kind of going along with the recap. So often the world does not tell us everything that we are. Mm-hmm. It tells us everything we're not. 
or it tells us what we are, but it's, it's bad things because of, of expectations that, um, the world has and the world, um, lays out, you know, like I've seen people alienated from, from church and from, from just different things because of their life choices and people, um, just completely not showing grace and goodness <laughs> and acknowledging these, these fantastic people for what they are rather than what they weren't. Um, they saw that they weren't, I don't know, uh, pure or they weren't, um, <laughs> their, their, their choice of words, their <laughs> language was, you know, not up to, I guess, the standards of what certain people would, would want, or, you know, just a bunch of different things. And it would, people would fall short of other people's expectations. And when it comes to Jesus, when it comes to the cross, there is no way that you can fall short of the love of Jesus. I don't, I'll, I will detest that to the end. There is nothing that you can do besides reject the gift of yeah. the cross. There's nothing that you can do that can make you unworthy of it. Not a single thing you can, you can, if somehow if Charles Manson was, you know, gave his life to Christ, he would be worthy of it. Mm -hmm. Um, there is nothing that you can do that can disqualify you from the mercy, the sacrifice that was made on the cross and the power of the resurrection of Jesus. There's nothing that can disqualify you from that. I think that is such a powerful thing to be able to stand in and identify with and say, I am worthy of the love of a king who is all powerful, who defeated death on a cross, who rose again, who created the universe. I am worthy of that love. And that's truly what matters. Yeah. It's going to suck when, you know, it's still going to suck when people say like, Hey, you know, if, if people say you're ugly, but that's just their perception. That's just mm -hmm. their opinion. That's just, it's not real. Um, it's going to sound super cliche and hokey, but God says you are good. God says you are worthy. God says you are loved and you are worth dying for. Why should you let someone else, anyone else, doesn't matter who it is. Why would you let someone else tell you that you're worth anything less? Bless you. Oh, dude, allergies. I'm not having it. Mm -hmm. But if you were loved that much to where the creator of the universe would, Become man, become mortal, die for you. Why would you let 
someone in your science class tell you that you're ugly or worthless? Why would you let a relative tell you that you're not going to amount to anything? Why would you let a partner tell you that you're hard to love? Mm-hmm. Because it's not true. It is anger and frustration and falsehood and probably um, some sort of pain that they felt themselves coming out. And maybe that's a point where you need to extend and to really let them know where their identity is and what their what your image of them is and what God's image of them is and what and how loved they are and how loved they can be by you and by others and just extending that love and you know from Ephesians 4 building them up um it's amazing what doing things like that can do and even I I even need to speak for myself because it is by no means is doing that easy but the results can be absolutely incredible and life-changing mm-hmm. Would you like to pray for us as we uh, close out of this? Yeah, let's do it. Dear God, I just want to lift up uh, everyone listening right now and um, just realize that they matter, Lord, that we are built from you, Lord. And um, just pray for all the craziness in this world right now, Lord, and everything that's just so chaotic, Lord, and that you could bring some light in this some people's days, Lord. In your name, amen. Amen. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Um, we'll be back with more yep. episodes uh, soon. And also go, be, be sure to go on YouTube and check out uh, our weekend services. Yeah. Um, just su- search for uh, Church of the Valley, right? Just, yep, just Church of the Valley. It's, and then it's the a little, little one with the like cross icon and the little like pulse. Heart, heartbeat pulse. Yeah. yeah. 